We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Thank you, our awesome worship team. Why don't we give them a hand? Thank you, our amazing hosting team. Oh, good. Wow, we're having fun. Man, great, great sense of praise and presence of God in, in church tonight. There's nothing like getting into a place where you just get to let loose and um, sing at the top of your lungs and not be able to hear yourself. And uh, that's some like that, some don't like that. That's the great thing about the speakers that we currently have in this place. If you don't want to be able to hear yourself sing, come to the front. If you do want to hear yourself sing, just sit a little bit further back and you'll be right <laughs> anyway. Um, I want to I, I share a real simple message tonight, but I really believe it's uh, very profound and very prophetic. Um, and here's the thing, uh, I came up with none of it. Praise Jesus. No, well, praise Jesus. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Um, there's lots of new stuff in the Bible, but there's lots of old stuff too. And sometimes we're hunting for new stuff. And we're like, oh, well, let's just do some of the, some of the old stuff well. Yeah. Uh, right? And so this message tonight is, is actually, I'm taking what Pastor Steve Graham said on our national uh, leadership tour. Um, for some of you, there's, there's a number of you that were at the National Leadership Tour, and uh, what he said was very profound, but very, very prophetic for our day and age, and uh, was was back then when it was written. It's even it's still purposeful now, and so tonight, um, many of you weren't at the National Leadership Tour, and so I'm I'm pretty much preaching his message. So thank you, Pastor Steve, for doing all the hard work and the research. And making it a little bit easier for me tonight. But um, it's the Word of God. Yeah. And here's the thing is, uh, you know, don't ever be ashamed of preaching about David and Goliath. Yeah. It's a great message. Yeah. It's a great message. You can overcome things that are bigger than yourself. Yeah. Come on, there's nothing. You don't, need to, you don't need to change the message sometimes. We just need to receive the message and get it in our spirit and in our heart. So David and Goliath, come on, let's just, let's just overcome giants. Yeah. Praise Jesus. Well, tonight, um, I want to I want to share some thoughts because um, I realize I sort of sometimes I you don't have to agree or amen this. I'm just talking to myself. Sometimes I I, I think I'm repetitive. Thank you for not yesing an amen. Right? <laughs> Thank you. You can now talk back to me and agree if you think. But sometimes I, I feel like I'm saying the same things over and over again, and, and uh, I'm not trying to be offensive or anything like that. But there's, there's something I say often, and there's a, number, there's a number of things I say often, but there's one thing that I say often, which is reach your world for Jesus. Has anyone heard that before? Yeah, just checking that you've heard that before. I'm all about reaching our world for Jesus. Because our world is the world that God's put us in. And uh, reaching our world for Jesus, amen. By the way, quick testimony, because the Holy Spirit just revealed it again to me. Um, uh, you know, uh, the power of prayer works. Um, I've been praying for a long time. Not a lot of you know, I've been very honest and open about it. And um, none of you probably know and how, how to connect to her in any way. But I've been praying for my sister a lot. 
She's uh she she was addicted on methamphetamines and all that sort of all that stuff and not in a good place and I was I was just actually talking to my dad yesterday um, and I found out that she's done ninety percent in a rehab clinic uh, and uh, so I'm praising Jesus for that breakthrough. I'm believing that she's going to go all the way and God's got a hold of her life and and so come on we got to believe in the power of prayer. I've had no contact with her. I don't know how to get in contact. Well, maybe through my dad, but, uh, but uh, you know, just sometimes you just can't do anything. Well, you can. You can pray. And, and echoing what Pastor Desiree said this morning, come on, pray. Pray and believe for the God, for, for the Lord to come through for the things that you're praying for. And the pattern of prayer, which I talked about last week. But this week, I want to I wanna talk about, um, come on, reach your world for Jesus. Reach your world for Jesus. Reach your world for Jesus. Shut up, Pastor Wolf. I've heard that a number of times. Only I'm allowed to talk to myself like that, okay? Um, but we hear this all the time. We hear this all the time. Reach your world for Jesus. And it's, and it's a good thing. We should reach our world for Jesus. But um, there's a great question that goes with that statement. How? How do I reach my world for Jesus? And, and tonight, and through with Pastor Steve Graham uh, in the spirit here, um, I don't have a clicker, but that's okay. Um, uh, tonight, through this message and through a book that was uh, written, um, I want to I give you four real easy ways to just reach your world for Jesus. Because don't we want to reach our world for Jesus? And so we're going to reach our world for Jesus one person at a time. Amen. Amen. Um, here's the thing. If everyone in this room reached one person for Jesus next week, we'd almost be full. The week after that, if we reached another person for Jesus, we would definitely be full. The week after that, if we all reached another person for Jesus, including the people that would reach for Jesus and reach for Jesus, we'd really be full. And that's only in a month. And could God do that? Yes, God could do that. But we've got to, I think these steps will help us learn how to reach people for Jesus. Because I genuinely believe every single person in this room wants to share Jesus, wants to share the love that they know, the blessing, the compassion, the peace that they know with other people in their world. Don't they? Don't you? That's awesome. Um, cool. Well, grab your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 10. And, and this, is, this is the disciples being sent out by Jesus to reach the world for Jesus. This is what Jesus said to do. Hey, by the way, I'm going to send you on a missionary trip. I want to go back to your places of home or whatever. Reach your world for Jesus. That's the message version with a little bit of extra in there. But here we go. Luke chapter 10. The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Um, now go and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals. 
and don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Pretty, like, that, that's, there's some instruction right there. Who's freaking out that you're not allowed to take your toothbrush right now? Mike on and Raquel. I, I didn't even have to look at you. I knew your hand. Probably Jake down the back as well. Um, uh, verse 5. Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, may God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. Verse 8, if you enter a town and it welcomes you, um, eat whatever is set before you, heal the sick, and tell, the, the, tell them that the kingdom of God is near. Isn't, there's the instructions. Now go and reach your world for Jesus. <laughs> but here's the thing, we're going to pull, pull four, four um, instructions out of this passage tonight, which I believe is going to help us reach our world for Jesus. Um, this book that, that Pastor Steve was talking about was uh, called The City of God by Brian D. Beattie. And, um, and, they, and, he, and they unpack this passage of Scripture and they talk about some stuff here. And so I wanted to make sure I reference that tonight. But... Um, the first thing here, what they're talking about is uh, in verse 5 when he says, When you enter someone's home, first say, may God's peace be on this house. Really what this is talking about right now is may God, when, when you go to somewhere, may God's peace be there. Here's the thing. When you enter the room, does God's peace come? <laughs> or does something else come? I'm not going to let you answer. Uh, you can answer that yourself. Don't let your neighbor answer that. It's okay. But when, when, when you go somewhere, you're supposed to change atmospheres. You're supposed to, there's, there's, a, there's something that lives inside of you. The peace of God lives inside of you. You can change atmospheres by just you turning up. You know this happens because who knows when a grumpy person has walked in the room or a hangry person has walked in the room you know that they instantly change the atmosphere, don't you? And Desiree is talking very loudly about that because she knows when I'm hungry, stuff changes. Um, but, but we do. We carry a presence about ourselves. You know what mood you're in. You know if you're upset. You know if you're sad, you're joyful, you're happy. But when, when you go into someone's home here, it says, may God's peace be on this house. Um, Grace and peace be with you. Have you heard that phrase before? Let me just help you out where you've heard it. You have heard it on the beginning of 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, Philemon, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, 2 John, Revelation. It's all at the beginning of every single one of those letters written by the different authors there. May grace and peace abound to you. That is, that is the heart. And, and, and Jesus is teaching here, when you first go into a place, may grace and peace abound to you. And where it says there, if those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If it doesn't, uh, if, if they are not, the blessing will return to you. It's not your fault if the blessing returns. 
But where you go, you release the presence of God. You release peace and grace. There's nothing like Christians trying to, trying to beat people down with their arguments. That's not releasing peace and grace. Oh, you know, we're, we're, so, we're so uptight about being right about the Scripture. And yes, but the truth and grace will, will end out and the truth will set people free. But you're never going to argue your way through it and against another spirit that's operating. What you need to argue with is grace and peace, which is a spirit that's flowing out of you into the world that you live in. So the, the first thing, the first area of our life is, is, is do we release peace and grace? It's not a coincidence that someone's, just come and ask you about um, or opened up to you about or shared to you about or asked for information about. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence because they, they know that you're, you're safe. They know that you're, you're, you're they, they, they just something comes from your life. Grace and peace will come from your life. I, um, I shared a testimony uh, this morning in Mosgiel Church about how um, a little a, a, a few months ago I was at, at the gym that I um, subscribed to. Um, <laughs> I do go every now and then. Um, and uh, just there's different people that work there and, and, and somehow we just ended up talking. And we're just talking, and, and the other person opened up a little bit, and, and I was like, this was cool. It was a great conversation. And then um, just last week, they actually messaged me, say, hey, would it be all right if I, had, if I could meet up with you for a coffee? I'm like, do right, <laughs> especially if you're paying. No, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I paid for the coffee. Um, and, and it was just an honor to be able to just sit down with this person, and just, we just talked. They're not in church. They're not part of the church. But where you go, what you do is you release peace. May grace and peace come from your life. The whole culture, the whole Hebrew culture is always about releasing grace and peace. It's always about releasing about grace and peace. Shane Willard does an amazing message and teaching on grace and peace. That, uh, yeah, you know, and Jesus, the whole culture that Jesus came and, and transformed was if you get slapped on, on the cheek, what do you do? You turn the other cheek. If someone asks you to carry a backpack, you carry it for another mile. You know, it's not about getting our own way. Oh, I told you so. Or that person did this to me. No, grace and peace will flow out of our lives. If you can let grace and peace flow out of your life, you will find people will come to you and, and, and the blessings will stand. Amen. And so, yeah, let's keep moving on. This is one of my favorite points, but and I've always known it's biblical, and, I, and now I have biblical truth, and I can preach it everywhere I go now. But it says, it says here in verse 7, um, stay in one place and eat and drink. You, sometimes we over-spiritualize stuff, don't we? But, but it's just as simple as that. When you go to a, go go somewhere or getting into people's worlds, stay there. Don't overstay your welcome. Like someone did to us one day and they stayed till 4 a.m. in the morning talking. I'm like, get out of my house. I've learned now I just get up and I go to bed and I go turn, it off, turn the lights off when you leave. But um, 
Anyway, back to, back to the eating and drinking. It's that simple. Hang out with people. Go and have a coffee with them. Take, take them out for lunch. Bless them. Preach that right there. Take them out to lunch. Bless them. Go around, invite them to your home. Prepare a meal. Take it to their house. Bless them. I've told this a number of times when we had the after school and holiday program. And, and we would get the kids to make dinner as an activity. And we would give it to some one of the parents that would come and pick up their child. And the amount of times there was tears. Oh, you don't know how much this means to me. It's like, well, you haven't eaten it yet. Just be careful. But um. <laughs> Uh, you know, but it's just that I've had a hard day, a long day, and, and we've been able to bless them. It's simple stuff. It's just like, hey, let's, let's stay in a place and eat and drink with people. And, and, and it says actually uh, um, in Second Timothy and, or even First Timothy and Titus, I think it is off the top of my head about just the, it's not even, it's, it's, it's under the title of requirements to be an elder, but here's the thing, it's because it's, it's, it's an overflow, it talks about having an open home and being, being known for hospitality. So spring's coming, clean that barbecue up, you know, be, be spontaneously planned, make that the lasagna the night before and welcome people around, eat and drink. What do you think we're doing tomorrow night? We're eating and drinking. Drinking in this day and age needs to be clarified. <laughs> All right? We have orange juice and water. All right. I'm not talking about overindulging in alcohol here. We, if you, hey, by the way, this is a little bit something for you. If you want to know about, if this is, this is my mine and Desiree's rule, we will have one alcohol drink in the evening. Now and then, we might go to two, but it'll be very seldomly. Seldomly? Is that a good word? <laughs> Why? Because you don't need to, you don't, that just helps guard yourself, right? Mate, what, if I had three beers, I'm done. I'm, I'm gone. I don't, wanna, I don't want that to happen in my life. That's not honoring God in my life. Um, and I've, I've got many an embarrassing story uh, when I was witnessing to people for months and then they bought me some beer and, and I'd been off beer for a little while and I had three beers and I couldn't walk. I wasn't being an idiot. I wasn't being stupid. But I just got more, I, I drank more than I could handle and I, I was embarrassed. And so now I just have a principle in my life. I don't want to get into that space. So I just, I just honor God that way. I've put a principle not a rule, a principle. Anyway, that was free. Um, I think helpful, though. And um, I have zero drugs, if you were wanting to know. We're just, just throwing it out there. They're different there. Anyway. All right, so may God's peace be on this house. And, and, and it says, when you're in, we're in a place, stay there. Eat and drink with people. It's, it's simple. Next one. Where are we out of time? Cool. Um, verse 8, it goes down. And, and if you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever, it's, whatever is set before you. Verse 9 says this, heal the sick. Heal the sick. So really when it comes to this, 
this, this is about being available, being available to minister the power of God. And this, 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 this is the part which puts a little bit of rubber on the road. This is the part of where conviction starts meeting things. But basically, as it says here, when you, when you see the need, feel the need. Uh, who's seen the movie Robots? It's an old one now. You know, Mr. Big World, see a need, fill a need. It's, it's old now. People are like, what? What's going on here? Um, or, or, or another way that the book talks about it, it says, meet the felt needs. Meet, meet the needs that are going on in, in, the, in the life of that person right now. What is, what's going on? Well, someone's complaining or, or they can't be able to, they're unable to find babysitters so they can do this or that. Maybe volunteer and say, hey, you know what? I'd love to be a babysitter for you that night. Maybe, maybe meet a need of saying, you know, I'm not unsure about um, how little Johnny's going right now, whatever. Or, as, you know, well, why don't you pray for him? Meet the need. Uh, see the need, feel the need. And so, so when it, and when it comes to praying for people, pray, pray. If, and again, if someone gets upset enough that they don't want you to pray for them, man, just pray for them somewhere else, because they're obviously hurt. Honestly, they're, they're obviously they're hurt, and because I don't think any 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 anyone would really want to reject the love and the grace of God. I believe every single person, if you, if you stepped out in faith and said, hey, you know what? I'd love to pray for you. Just, I'd love to pray with you, pray for you. I would say you'd have almost a 99%, maybe even a 100% just successful rate of people just saying, yes, please pray. Heal the sick, pray for people. What's the worst that can happen? Nothing. What's the best that can happen? They get healed. The power of God comes on. Jesus here, here's the thing. The, the Lord's commanded the disciples to do this. So, so you, you're just doing what you're told. Well, Lord, I'm praying here. I'm praying in faith. I'm believing here. Come on, God, you've got to come through. So it says here, fill the need. Fill the felt needs. Whatever need is presented. Fill the need. Jesus, when he's going, I think, I, don't, I may have got this confused, but he's going to, the, um, to heal Jairus' daughter, but then gets interrupted by the, the woman with the issue of blood. He feels that need, but then still goes and feels the other need. He was always able to just be in the moment and be in that space where you feel, you know, don't you hate it when, when someone comes to you and say, oh man, and they share something with you and you know in your head the Holy Spirit's just said you should pray for them. And you go, oh man, yeah, oh man, uh, uh, drink more water because I've got a headache or something. Now that's a good, they probably do need water. But man, hey, would it be all right if I prayed? That you would drink more water? You know what I mean. It's just simple. And, 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 and as we get a conviction in this, man, God will, God will, God will do amazing things. God will do amazing things. Um, and the, so, so we've got here, may the, let the peace of God be released. Let the, let the Eden drink. But now it's, it's fill the need. Heal the sick. The... Um, ex 
fill the felt needs that are there, whatever is presented. Just say, hey, how can I help? How can I help? This is all in Luke chapter 10. What's at the end of Luke chapter 10? Parable of the good Samaritan. So Jesus, again, expands and amplifies of just, just how to live life. We, we understand, and I know he was getting at the Pharisees and the priests at the time, but he just says, hey, who's your neighbor? The, the neighbor was the person who saw a need and fulfilled the need. And then even had compassion and went back and looked after that person. So, so let's fill the needs of our neighbors. Fill the needs of the people that are in our worlds. Fill the, fill the needs that have happened. Have um, the last, last one, it says, tell them the kingdom of God is near. I, I, I really believe that the gospel is simple. But it just comes down to a, a place of, of, of conviction and courage. You know, you don't have to go and stand in front of someone and say, Thus saith the Lord, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. You know, turn or burn type, type thing. You know, no, that's not how you reap pe people for Jesus. No, the gospel is love. The gospel is grace. And you, and you sit with people and you go, Man, I under, I, I'm, I'm, hear, I'm hearing what you're talking about. I'm so sorry that you're, you're, you've been hurt, or I'm so sorry that that has happened to you. you. That should not happen to anyone. I'm so sorry. Can I tell you about my experience? Can, you tell, can I just tell you on, on how I got through this in my life? Can I tell you how, how, how my church responded when I told them and I asked them for help? When I was going through this, can I share the love of Jesus with you? Can I share the grace and peace of God with you? It's not getting our own way. The, the whole LGBT thing right now. What is up with that? It's just, it's just a loud group of people trying to push their own agenda. If we try and be a loud group of people and try and come against them in the same way, we're not gonna, they're not going to experience the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. They're people who are confused and are going through issues in that area of their life. Tell me someone who's not going through issues in their life. It's just, that's just more, more obvious. And God loves every single person. Who are we to judge people? Yes, there is a truth. Yes, there is the Word of God. But it's the gospel of Jesus Christ and the conviction of the Holy Spirit that changes people's life. Not, not your arguments. Not your, no, it's the Spirit of God that will help bless people and change people. Oh, I've never been able to argue anyone into the kingdom. <laughs> but I'm praying people into the kingdom. Trying to love people into the kingdom. Believing for people to come into the kingdom. Um, so, how do we reach our world for Jesus? We reach our world for Jesus by releasing peace and grace and, uh, out of our lives. We, we reach people for Jesus by living life with them, having hospitality, going to their place, opening their fridge, eating their food, <laughs> drinking their juice. 
We reach the world for Jesus by meeting the felt needs, healing people, praying for people, blessing people, loving people. And we meet people for Jesus by telling them that the kingdom of God is near. The, the kingdom of God is near. I, I, I was talking this morning about honour out in Mosgill, and I'm going to share it again next week because we're starting the honour series. But, um, you know, we, we sometimes we go through the, the and we, we're, we're stuck with the older brother syndrome. Anyone heard of the older brother syndrome? It's in Luke chapter 15 where the older brother couldn't celebrate his younger brother coming back to the, to the family. And, and sometimes we, we live in this place of being the older brother is like more about what about me? What about me? What about me? Here's the thing. It says, that, it says that the father says to the older brother, hey, you've always been with me. Just think about that. I mean, I look around this room and, and it's full of amazing, wonderful, beautiful people. But we live with hope. We live with faith. We live with love. We live with the grace and the, and the joy of the, of the Lord Jesus in our lives. We live with that. I pray you live with that. There's a whole lot of people in this world that don't live with that. And it's sad. And, 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 and Jesus died on the cross for them just as much as he died on the cross for us and for me. And there's people in this world just living life so, so messed up. You know, so, so live it without the blessings of God in their life. But God's called us to reach our world for Jesus, and we can do it in these simple, easy ways. If the music team can come up, that would be great. We're almost done. So if we were to break it down and simplify it into a few words, the first lot would really be the um, number one. Let's bless people. Let's just bless people. The second one, if we're to bring it into uh, a good Christian word, have fellowship with people. Invite people around. Welcome them into your home. Take people out for dinner, coffee, lunch. Let's bless people. Let's have fellowship with people. Number three, let's meet the felt needs. Someone's talking to you, opening up. Let's let's pray with them. Let's 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 give them some encouragement. Let's let's counsel them in the in you know out of the word of God without them, they may even not know it. Let's let's meet the felt needs. And then number four is let's proclaim the kingdom. Or we could change it into another lot of words, but keeping some the same. <laughs> Let's bless people. Let's have fellowship with people. Let's minister to people. And then let's proclaim the kingdom of God. Or we could change it again into a little acronym called BEST. So let's bless. Let's eat. Let's show. And let's tell. That's how we'll reach our world for Jesus. If you will bless people, if 
you'll eat with people, not eat people. If you will show them the power of God and you'll tell them about the kingdom of God, you will reach people for Jesus. You will reach people to Jesus. Why don't we stand? We're going to finish. You know, as a church, it's so exciting. We're, we're in a new, new and I feel like we're in a new season as a church. I feel like God's challenged us to go wider. We started the location out of Mosgill and God's moving there. In the church, in the city, God's again growing, moving people here, loving people, seeing people saved. And, and we're going further and reaching more. And I really believe we're, we're going to see an amazing move of God. Why? Because we're a group of people that will simply bless, eat, show, and tell. And I know every single one of us are capable of that. Maybe it's a journey. Maybe it's just walking with God, trusting Him. But wherever you go, you can bless people. Wherever you can go, you can have a coffee, buy someone lunch. Wherever you can go, you can talk about your journey. You can show people how Jesus has helped you and led you in your life. And you can then tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's how we'll reach our world for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Who's got people in their world they want to reach for Jesus? Who are you going to buy lunch for this week? Who are you going to meet their felt needs for? Who are you going to tell about the gospel? Come on, why don't we just pray for those people right now? I know you've all got different people in your heads. Just let's just pray. You can pray under your breath. You can pray out loud. Oh, Lord, we thank you for the uh, amazing privilege it is to be called a son and a daughter of the living God. But, Lord, just as you sent your disciples out and you gave them these instructions, this simple, this simple, Lord, acronym of BEST, Lord, may we be a blessing to this person, these people. May we go and eat and drink with these people. May we show them the love of God. And may, Lord, may we also tell them about the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, we pray for these people tonight. We thank you, Jesus, that you love them. We thank you, Lord, that you're, you're there like the Father, waiting from a long way off, knowing that when they, that, that they're going to come home to you, Lord, and you're ready to put a ring on their finger, Lord. You're ready to put sandals on their feet. You're ready to put a robe of righteousness around them. And so, Father, we pray for our friends. We pray for our workmates, Lord. We pray that you would use us to reach our world for Jesus. And so, Lord, go before us. Lord, enable us. May we go in, in, in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just while we're praying, just while we've got our head bowed and our eye closed. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.